Blog Talk Radio. And now on Blog Talk Radio, you're listening to Wine Talk with Stu the Wine Guru. Welcome to Wine Talk for tonight, Wednesday, March 21st, 2012. It's 11 p.m. Eastern, and I'm your host, Stu the Wine Guru, coming to you live from beautiful Coral Springs, Florida, as I always do. As you know, I'll take your calls anytime during the show at 1-646-381-4860 or email me your questions to at info at stewthewineguru.com. You can always go into my chat room here on the show page and chat with other wine enthusiasts or, of course, if you're on Twitter, tweet me any questions you like to at stewthewineguru and I'll read them live on the show. I want to say thanks to all the listeners globally for getting the word out about my show. Welcome to all of you listening worldwide. I call that the power of the people meets the power of the Internet. Now, if you want to find out more about me, just Google Stu the Wine Guru. You can find the websites, videos, magazines, and TV shows I'm currently a part of. Speaking of articles and reviews, I'm writing wine articles and reviews for Yahoo, Examiner, Simply the Best Magazine, and last month I inked a deal to be the contributing wine expert for Mode International Lifestyle Magazine and host on Mode TV. Look for my first Mode Magazine article in the May-June issue. Check out my articles in Simply the Best Magazine, which is a lifestyle magazine available on newsstands, Barnes & Noble, and fine bookstores. All my wine articles are now available on any smartphone. Just download the Hello Vino app, and you can take my wine reviews and articles with you anywhere you go. Of course, the number to call in is one six four six three eight one four eight six zero. Or if you're shy and you prefer the computer, email me your questions to info at stewthewineguru.com. Again, go into Twitter and tweet your questions to at stewthewineguru, and I'll read them right here on the show. So without further wait, let me bring on my guest for tonight. He is a great vintner. Here's an interesting fact. His parents started the vineyard the same year he was born. He and the vineyard are celebrating 40 years of being in existence. The name of the great wine company is Jordan Vineyard and Winery, and his name is John Jordan. Please, let's welcome John to the show. John, you there? Yes, I am, Phil. Outstanding. 
Boy, I tell you, I have to tell you, I've been waiting a long time to have you on the show. <laughs> I'm very appreciative of the fact that uh, that my timing couldn't be more perfect because not only do you turn 40, but so does the, the vineyard and winery. So this is a good celebratory time for all concerned. It sure is. You know, it's 40 years. The, the the Jordan Vineyard and Winery came into existence the exact same day I was born, no less. And oh, I'm coming. Yeah. We're coming to. No, go ahead. I'm we're, sorry. We're, I'm oh, we're coming to Miami next week to sell up to kick off our 40th anniversary celebrations. I'll be uh, with Roxanne Vargas of M- M- NBC News down there. We have our. 40th four-on-four uh, four Jordan art competition on March 29th, and South Florida is one of my favorite places to be, so much so, in fact, that if I wasn't here and in the wine business, I would be there. Wow. <laughs> it's a lot. You know, you're not really doing much for this 40th birthday, are you, John? Well, we're trying to, you know, wine is about uh, life and, and celebrations and uh, different milestones, uh, or something to be celebrated. And uh, if you don't like uh, food, wine, and festivities, maybe I should uh, go find honest work. (laughs) Well, let me tell you something. First and foremost, I know Roxy very well, uh, and you may or may not know, but I've been on TV with her before, and she's wonderful. So you're in great hands, let me tell you. (laughs) And tall. (laughs) She's a a tall drink of water. So... um, but I tell you, uh, I, let me let you know how this is going to go. Uh, basically, I'm going to have people who have tweeted in, who have emailed. Um, I have my own questions for you, and it's in no particular order. We do have some callers waiting online here, so I'm going to try to get to all of that tonight in 30 minutes. I, I do want to do this first, John. I want to give everybody the website they can go to, which is www.jordanwinery.com to find out all the information about you, the celebrations, the winery, all the good stuff. So I'll dispense with that. And now I just want to get to a – if we can, just get to a call right away because it seems there's someone on hold here. So if you don't mind grabbing a call first, is that okay? Not at all. You got it, John. Hold on a second. Hi, caller. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hi, my name is Joe Quarteroni. I'm in New Hampshire. Hey, Joe, welcome to the show. I appreciate it. How is it in New Hampshire? Is it cold or is it uh, relatively warm? It was about 80 degrees today and sunny, nice. believe it or not. <laughs> nice. Yeah, All right. fantastic out here. And uh, I am brand new to your show. I, I met up with you yesterday on Twitter, and I just got a tweet that the show was going on tonight, so I figured I'd call in. I'm a Excellent. big fan of the Love Jordan you. Winery. Thank you. Well, we we welcome you to the show, uh, and uh, hopefully you'll come back again. And so, what would you like to ask, John? Well, I want to know. I'm I've been doing uh, social media myself for for my business, which is in the wine industry as well. I build luxury wine rooms for restaurants, hotels, and homes. And I figured I need to start networking with more people. And I see that they're one of the leaders in using social media. And I want to know what sparked uh, his interest or ignited this uh, passion that they have there at his winery for social media? Great question. Well, it's a great question. In fact, that was one of the great turning points in our company. 
Uh, mature brands frequently have to look at the world around them and examine how the world has changed. And Jordan had always been a successful company, but I'm a younger guy, and I was realizing the wine world was changing in ways that it hadn't changed since the repeal of Prohibition. Specifically, social media platforms and the introduction of video content as a component of storytelling makes it possible for wine, for the, the story of wine to be brought to the wine-drinking public in very vivid and dramatic and interesting and educational ways. In 2007 and 2008, I'm as a Gen Xer, I could see that the world was changing, and these different platforms made it possible for, cons for uh, consumer product companies of all sorts to directly engage the public and to do so in an interactive way, and that technology was not going to go away. In fact, it was going to redefine how we deal with the world around us. So that really, when I saw that happen, and I saw it in, every, in different realms of life, from politics to economics and other parts of the business world, I realized that's something that Jordan needed to embrace, partially because we believe, and perhaps we're biased, that we have an interesting story to tell. And these are interesting tools for us to tell that story about the estate and all of the different things that go on and the changes in our company. So it was basically a recognition that the world had changed, almost like when the, the printing press in Gutenberg introduced the typesetting, that the world had changed in a fundamental way and, and when the world was not going to go back. Well, I have to tell you, that, that is so well succinctly put. Um, and I just want to add something to it. And first I want to say, Joe, I really appreciate your question and you calling in, and I hope you'll call in again when I want to have other guests as well. Um, and I want to thank you for calling into the show. Yeah, I definitely will. John, I want to know uh, also that uh, I saw those pictures and I talked to Leslie about your party out there on Halloween. That is fantastic. Oh. <laughs> you guys do a good job. Well, thank you. You've got to come. It's a lot of fun. Though. It's my favorite holiday. I would love to get out there for uh, Halloween sometime, uh, maybe this year even. All right, well, let yeah. us know. I will, I will. And, uh, Stu, you're in Florida yourself? I am in Florida. Yes, I am, South Florida. Oh, okay, because I was in Naples. I built a lot of wine rooms in the Naples area, and I'm expanding over to Miami now, too. Excellent. So if you're ever okay, down here, let me know. Give me a call ahead of time. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to meet up with you then. Okay, perfect. Thanks. Thanks again, Joe. I appreciate you calling in. Okay, right, thank you. All right. So I have another call here. Let's take another one. Uh, let's see who we have here. Um, next one. Hi, caller. Where's your name and where are you calling from? Oh, I guess we lost that call. Sorry about that. All right, let's just move on. Um, let me ask you some of my questions I actually had for you. So... So knowing that you were literally born into this business, what were your outside interests growing up, out of curiosity? Well, it's funny. Um, I actually uh, was born in this business, and I went off and did other things for a while. I was a lawyer and a naval officer and then came back to the winery in, uh, about seven years ago. But mm -hmm. outside out, – and, and those different experiences gave me different perspectives that I brought to the winery – but my outside passions, you're going to laugh. Um, it's probably not something that's too foreign to people in Florida. Bass fishing, and uh, the other one is flying airplanes. Yeah, absolutely. Down here, those are two pastimes that, uh, you know, almost everybody that lives down here is uh, is, is involved with. Um, 
if you would, explain to my listeners, this is something that I've always found interesting with winemakers. What, what was the decision to only make Cab and Chard? Well, that was a decision that my parents made back when they had the winery, and it's a decision that I wholeheartedly agree with. Uh, basically, Jordan is, you know, is like any, like all small businesses, small businesses generally succeed when they identify their niche, they focus their resources on executing at only a small number of things, like one, two, or three things, and executing at a very high level. Different right. types of wine varietals, you know, oftentimes, you know, require different winemaking experiences and winemaking skills. And what we wanted to do was just devote all, organizationally develop, throw everything we had and focus like a laser beam on net, not only just making a Cabernet and a Chardonnay, but a specific type of Cabernet, different, a specific subset of Cabernet and Chardonnay. And I didn't right. want, and my parents didn't want, to have diffused efforts and to try to make 15 different kinds of wine where maybe you're going to have uh, diminution or dilution of effort and, and perhaps inferior execution from one to the next. Right. I see it makes total sense because then there's a main focus on two varietals and you can do it to its uh, absolute best. So I, yeah, I'm, I am in immediate agreement with that totally. Um, we, we have some emails that are fast and furious coming in here, so let me grab some of them. Um, this one is from Johan88 from Berlin, Germany. Hi, Stu. I'm uh, truly uh, enjoying uh, the uh, show. By the way. That's a city that I've spent a lot of time in, and I even speak the language. But oh, Wonderful. Okay. Um, so it says, I'm truly enjoying the show. Uh, Jordan is my favorite cab of all time. Wow. Nice to say. What are some of you, John's favorite, favorite varietals that he likes to drink other than the ones he produces? Good question. Okay. So I'm going to thank uh, Johan88 from Berlin, Germany, for that question. But um, outside, of, outside of Cabernet and Chardonnay, um, I'm a beer drinker, something I think that uh, Germans can relate to. In fact, okay. we have a saying at the winery that it takes a lot of good beer, beer to make good wine. <laughs> I like that. So are you the ale kind of guy or are you Belgian ale? I'm, or, a, I'm, well, a, I'm, a wheat, I'm a wheat beer kind of guy. Okay. Gotcha. Good plenty out there. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, the next one is from Franca Rosa from Lamarque, Italy. It says, why is it that only certain varietals can grow in only certain regions? Thank you, Franco Rosa from Lamarque, Italy. Well, you have different regions and there's different components. But to, there's different aspects, different regions that, that cause different varietals to succeed in different places. Obviously, climate and microclimate are a big part of that. And secondarily, and something we've come to believe in very strongly and understand through our use of technology um, is terroir. Right. And different types of grape, and it's the matching of cultivar to terroir and, and climate that, that really makes, that really can, is the difference between a pretty crummy wine and a great wine. Well, that, yeah, that, that definitely answers. So um, let's see, I can move on here to see if there's any more. Uh, emails or yeah, I do have some emails other than this. Uh, okay, so I have a, a tweet here. I'm going to grab this tweet from my Vine Spot, um, and he tweets. Uh, I'm just see where he's from. I think he's from Virginia. Forgive me. I think he's from Virginia. Um, I was wondering if John can touch on the 2011 vintage, good, exceptional, or so-so. Thanks. 
That's from um, My Vine Spot. Okay. Our experience with the 2011 vintage, first of all, is that when we were right before and right during harvest, um, it was, we, we acknowledged that it was a challenging year. Now, our winemaking staff are perfectionists. So, you know, pretty much every, most years they would characterize it as challenging. And so when they, when they said that, I was initially concerned. But once it was in the tank and once the, the first part of the blending was done, um, we ended up being very, very pleased with it. And our winemaking staff was actually surprised, uh, was, had a very, was surprised positively about the, the 2011 vintage. And we actually looked forward to, uh, to bringing it to market. But uh, it sure did give us a scare. Really? Well, because of the early rains and all of that, I mean, logistically, you know, getting, getting the grapes to the optimal level of maturity and sugar development and then getting it in on time and the logistics of bringing grapes in from the vineyard um, and into the tank, you know, especially when you're looking at a different range is enough to make uh, even the youngest winemakers go gray. <laughs> yeah. That's a little good. Um, so I have, I, I tell my listeners a little bit about more about the events that are going on in celebration of you and the vineyard's 40th birthday. I think maybe I, I've, I've put into the uh, chat room, just so you know, John, um, the, uh, the clickable link to Jordan Winery, but I, and this gives people the ability to go and 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 you know check it out and then ask questions based upon that. But I wanted to get from you, you know, uh, each different thing that's going on, so that people know nationally uh, or regionally where they can go. So I know you're coming down here uh, in in April, but what what else would people find if they went to the winery or, you know. Maybe you want to well, we have that. A, we have a number of things. We, do, I mean, we, we we actually Jordan Winery. We do three things: we do Cabernet, Chardonnay, and hospitality. Our hospitality yeah. uh, tour and tasting experience is limited to twelve people at a time. It is if you're looking for the belly up to the wine bar, this is not the experience for you. If you're looking for more of a of a, of a high end uh, tour and tasting with the culinary and uh, other surprises mixed into it, uh, we'd love to have you. Uh, regionally, we have we're having different events uh, memorializing the 40th anniversary in LA, Dallas, of course Miami, and New York. We're having a, our art competition where artists are invited to submit um, works of art that uh, involve Jordan wine uh, or Jordan labels or pictures of the visages of the Jordan winery um, for to be, you know for prizes. And we really are looking forward to marrying other forms of art with the winery as part of our 40th anniversary celebration. Great idea. Absolutely great idea. Uh, the two go together really well. And I was also going to ask you, you know, down the road, just a thought, um, music. Uh, there's a lot of music fests that are now starting to incorporate wine and vice versa. I was just thinking whether that's something that you think about, have thought about, um, are considering anything along those lines? Um, nothing right now on the, but I'm, I'm sure it's something is the year is young. <laughs> Very true. Um, okay. So I've got another email that came in here from next one is from, um, I hope I got this right. Boychika in 1964 from Jerusalem, Israel. And it says, uh, Stu, you have a great show. I listened before I go to work. So I'm trying to do the mathematics here. I'm taking six hours later from now. So that's uh, about five, six o'clock in the morning. Um, please ask John 
if he foresees any country as a breakout wine producer in the next five to ten years? Great question. I like that question. John? Yes. Well, I am. I am actually like some of the wines from the Golan Heights, which uh, I think is yet another reason for uh, Israel to hang on to it. Okay, but I guess his question was: Do you see any country as a breakout wine producer in the next five to ten years? I can't think of one um, in particular. I, I mean, I the the new uh, breakout wine as a varietal that I've come to like and think a great deal of is Malbec. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, another tweet from Marty J. Gardner from New York City. He tweets, "Does and he's speaking of you, John. Does he consider his 2007 vintage his best to date? It is, it is the best that's been released into the market. We've got a few okay. more behind it in, uh, you know, in a, that you'll be seeing in a couple of years that we think may even be a little better. But the 2007 represented our first big step in a lot of the product quality improvements that we made over the last few years. Okay. And and, and tell me what you think of this. I've heard this a million times before, but I don't know how much I agree and and if this applies to you. 01, 03, 05, 07, uh, some of the best of the decade. I completely agree with that. I I liked our 02 as well. I have to put our 2000. I mean, I like our 2002, and I'd put that in there as well. Okay, yeah. So I, I cause most people have told me, and, I, and I, I kind of agree with it, that some of the odd years were some of the best uh, of net, you know, California um, cab in general, um, or in specific, I should say, and then um, just the rest of the varietals uh, in general. Um, let's see what else we have here. Okay. Uh, yeah, I wanted, you know, basically I wanted to know uh, who are your biggest influences in the industry, of course, aside from your parents? Our, the biggest the biggest impact, the biggest influence that we've had as an organization was a gentleman who's, who's now deceased named Andrei Chelichev. And he was a French-educated um, Russian wine master who actually uh, came to the Sonoma, came to Napa County, in the 60s and helped uh, put BV on the map. And why he was so important is because he, which is completely at variance with a lot of the fads that we've seen in the last 10 years, emphasized the quality of balance in wine and the importance of keeping the alcohol somewhat lower. So it it was his schooling in France, I mean, the classical Bordeaux's, before you know the before Napa migrated into these big over extracted cabernets with alcohol so high that you can stick a fork in it and either the fork will either dissolve or or stand up straight. Right. So it was Andre Chelichev's belief in tradition the traditional Bordeaux values of balance and lower alcohol that has defined Jordan's house style. Okay. Yeah, I mean I mean to me um there's always a defining person mentor uh, influence, I find, when you talk. I mean, there's multiple, but there's usually someone when I talk with different winemakers and vintners, and they always, you know, give me... And it's interesting, some of them are the same person that's kind of made it through and come through, it, it, or it's someone, you know, in, in, an individual that they just find has made such a great impact on their winemaking or at least their philosophy. So 
it's nice to know. It's nice to 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 hear who it is. Um, I, I guess what I wanted to find out was about uh, what what do you feel is the well, what do you feel I should ask are the the components that make up a great wine. I, I, again, I have to go back and, and take seriously what, what, uh, what Andre Chelchev taught um, our winemaker, Rob Davis, is, you know, there's, you know, wine is an inherently subjective thing. And there's room, mm-hmm. people oftentimes, you know, feel like a certain wine on one day and another wine on another day. And it also depends on what you're eating with. I really, I think wine is not something that is best enjoyed as a standalone item. I think wine is best enjoyed in the context of food. I mean, that's how I enjoy wine. So I, okay. again, I, I'm a big believer in um, restraint where alcohol is concerned, an emphasis on 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 fruit and not having wines that I consider over-manipulated in the cellar, um, really detracts from the experience of enjoying, of really, of really tasting a lot of the delicate flavors that, um, that, you know, come from, uh, you know, the Alexander Valley and the Benjamin. I think that over-manipulation in the wine cellar is really hard in a wine and tends to make it destructive at the table. So I like a softer, more balanced um, Cabernet. Now let me ask you a question. Since you guys are committed, <laughs> I don't mean that literally, but since you guys are committed to, uh, you know, quality corks, will we ever see a Stelvin screw cap on a Jordan wine? Two words on that? Hell no. <laughs> I just was curious. I kind of knew the answer, obviously, ahead of time, but um, I would love to hear your 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 thoughts on on that. And and the reason I ask that is because, um, you know, we've had I think about what ten years or so, ten years of consumers, uh, approximately buying wines with with the screw caps. Um, I don't. I've never thought that the verdict was out, and that people knew. Oh yeah, you know, you can bottle age, and you can, you know. So I just wanted to get from from a great vintner and uh, from a great wine company. Tell me what your thoughts are. Well, my thoughts are, and first of all, you're absolutely right. The science on that is the jury is still out. And truth be told, I bought wines that come in a screw cap and enjoyed them very much. But mm-hmm. wearing my Jordan hat. I believe that there's a there's a certain timeless timelessness to the enjoyment of wine, and there are certain ceremonies, and there are certain yes. attributes that a good bottle of wine should have, and that's just part of the enjoyment of the entire package. It should engage all of the senses. I agree. And as 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 a result, I think that traditional Portuguese cork, which is what we use, yes, uh, is a big part of it's a big part of the packaging. It's a big part of the tradition of the great Bordeaux and the, those great French traditions. And, you know, and that's just not something I'm going to walk away from. Well, may I add to that that there is no drama or theater. There's no, you know, you have that pop. There's expectation. It's almost like Pavlov's dog, <laughs> your your response to that. You know, you immediately conjure up a variety of different memories and you're creating new ones right after that pop. You hear that pop, I mean, right? Yeah, it's part of the ceremony. Right. The screw cap, taking nothing away from the fact that there, I have drank, had wines that are were spectacular with it, that sound when you just, you know, turn it is not the same. It doesn't, it doesn't, you don't get the same feelings 
um, I just just me um, when you hear it, when you hear the pop of the cork. So uh, the the drama, the theater, all of that that you get, like you said, ceremony um, is lost on that. Um, and so that's why I just wanted to kind of you know convey and get that from you and what your feelings were, and I, I kind of agree a million percent. So I got to tell you, unfortunately, we are literally almost out of time here. I wanted to, first and foremost, thank you tremendously for coming on the show. Um, I really, really appreciate it. You know, it's been a great time with you, and um, I'm, I'm definitely going to have you on again, and I'm looking forward to you guys coming down here to Florida uh, and getting a chance to, to get together. Um, I'm hoping that there'll be uh, a lot more people, you know, uh, getting and going to the celebrations and celebrating with you. I'm sure there will be uh, as a result of uh, my listeners listening in and learning a little bit more about Jordan Wine and yourself. Uh, Happy birthday (laughs) and uh, enjoy celebrating it. And uh, thank you for everything. Well, my pleasure, Stu. I look forward to being uh, both back there in Florida again. And I look forward to being on your show. Excellent. Thanks so much. Have a great evening, John. You too, Stu. Thank you. All right. Bye. So that was John Jordan of Jordan Winery, Vineyard and Winery. Uh, I have to tell you, man, he is great and uh, succinct to the point, gets you all the information you need to know. Uh, Again, go to www.jordanwinery.com. You can find out all the information about the winery, all the events that are going on, if there's something going on near you, uh, how you can participate. Um, I want to thank uh, all the everybody that listened, that called in, that tweeted, that emailed, that's in the chat room, that's listening in uh, and participating. Um, let me just give some, some quick notes uh, on the show. Um, I want to thank, of course, the great feedback from Twitter, Facebook, and social media on my new gig uh, for NBC Miami nonstop channel, um, the nonstop foodie show. It launched back in May and my your wine list segments air uh, five days a week at, um, on advanced cable channel 133 Comcast channel 216. Uh, and they're now starting to go national to the different markets that have New York, uh, like New York nonstop, um, Chicago nonstop, Philly, Dallas, and so on. So uh, now it's getting around and people are able to see it nationally, which is wonderful. And I am extremely proud of this project and being on an NBC show. Upcoming wine fairs I'll be attending as a media sponsor, March 23rd through the 25th, this coming weekend at the Boca Bacanal Wine Fest. Come say hi. I'll be at the American Fine Wine Competition tomorrow evening. That's Thursday evening. Uh, So come say hi to me there. Uh, Keep reading Simply the Best Magazine on newsstands all over Florida for more of my wine articles and reviews. Download Hello Vino app. You can listen, uh, you can get my wine reviews on there as well. Uh, look for my featured wine articles in Mode Lifestyle Magazine worldwide. Watch me on Mode TV coming to Fox Business News Channel and Ion TV. I've also done interviews for Ray TV in Italy, Italy uh, the Midlife Road Trip Show, and Key West Kitchen. The links are posted on my website. I'm answering your requests as quickly as possible for in-home wine tastings here in South Florida and setting up my schedule to host them as time permits. So keep your requests coming to my email address at info at Um And I want to thank everyone um, for just supporting the show. It's uh, really great, and the numbers are growing 
daily, weekly, monthly. I want to especially thank my guest, John Jordan, for coming on tonight. If you have any questions about the show, you can email them to info at stewthewineguru.com. You can go to my website as well at www.stewthewineguru.com and click on the link for all my wine articles, videos, and to listen to archived wine talk shows. This show will be available to you um, as of tomorrow, so you can click on the link at um, blogtalkradio.com forward slash do the wine guru, or you can go on my website and do the same and click on John's picture, and you'll be able to listen to the show as well. Uh, as I always say, if it's time to pour the wine, it's time for Stu the Wine Guru. Drink up, good night, and good wine.